You'll know what an SM58 is. Uh, Julie's husband, ah. SM58 microphone. It's an industry standard microphone. Of course, of course it is. That's from the old days. Uh, welcome, uh, right, pre-pod. Chris, have you got anything for us well, today? Yeah, I'm, 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 I know that you guys don't like to know it, but I'm famous now and people are sending me jokes. So, <laughs> so um, please stop. I had a really good laugh about a joke about quarantine the other day, mm-hmm. but I can't share it because it's, it's an inside joke. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, that was so poor, I didn't even really realise it was a joke. Maybe that's why they're sending me them. <laughs> Just, I think somebody's setting you up. <laughs> that was good. Well done, Chris. Keep him coming. Good. Welcome to The Good Roundup. Good is a brand consultancy in the UK and we get together from time to time to talk about brand and the Covids and all sorts of other stuff that kind of jumps into our head. I am Stuart Steele and I work at Good and I am joined by Chris Lumsden who is founding partner at Good. Hey. And Julie Murdoch who is managing director at Good. Hi. Hello. How are we today? Very well, thank you. Had a bit of a battle this morning to be perfectly honest. What was the battle? Oh, just things. Okay. Oh, really? But we're okay. Through now. Right. I was in the office early today. It was like the old days because I got in about quarter to eight, which because oh. I had a meeting at nine. Right. It's like this is like pre pre COVID. What, what I, I, being on your own in the office? <laughs> in the office at quarter to eight. That's happy. <laughs> Waiting for you two to come in. Like, it was like the good old days. I got up at eight o'clock and went. How am I going to get up at quarter to six every morning again? That's the thing that's coming because I'm getting up at eight and then that's quarter to six. Mm, so. But these are the questions. And how are you, Stuart? I'm yeah. brilliant. Good. Stuart's still uh, not had a haircut or a facial beard. Trim. No, I'm on. Well, Think I'm a, Michael Sheen off stage. I'm, I'm on day 144 of my haircut. Your hair doesn't grow very fast. Uh, this is great content for podcasts. But my, <laughs> my hair grows much. <laughs> my hair probably goes twice <laughs> as fast as yours. Yeah, I think that. we should Do you try to test. That? I'll put a, I'll put a picture on the, so people can see. Rate, it. rate your hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is going, this is turning. It's, no, it's not good. It's, it's taken a turn already and we're only two minutes in. Today. What are we talking about today, We're going to Stuart? talk today about something that has been battering about our heads. The for last value month. of values. The value of values, Chris. Brand values. I think it's basically going to be 40 minutes of Chris ranting. <laughs> well, and here we're going to stop. I'm kind of conflicted on it, so no. Well, let's first of all, a brand, brand values, the definition of a brand value, it's one of these guiding... Don't, that's not good, considering this is what we do for a living. So the, a brand values, is, you can have a brand, yes, mm. and then, but what you have are values with that brand that help guide principles within the brand. Yeah. Isn't the theory I've got. It's become a thing, hasn't it? It's become, it's become part of the kind of mainstream vernacular around brands, hasn't it? Values, and they're talked about in the same way as we talk about other associated but equally abstract and difficult to grasp and nebulous things what? like. You see, this is, this is good. Well, no, so why? No, no. But I think, but uh, well, let's look at our values. So we. Well, no. Well, I, because. Uh, I think I'm, you need examples of that. Well, I'm just thinking of my article on Brand Onions. It's kind of in that space for me a little bit. And what was your article on Brand Onions? Just what the, the, whether it's a, a chart on a, or, a, or, a, or, a or a diamond or a pyramid or whatever, most of it is 
men's. I think, although I think that is, I think values are, I, I don't agree. I think it's a different thing to that. I think they're uh-huh. not necessarily, brand values aren't go. necessarily used or put together well, even in, on occasion. But I think, because the, the whole point about your Brand Onion article, was it not that these these things become a box checking, form filling exercise for marketing functions that don't really mean anything to the wider organization and don't benefit customers in any way and and there's just far too much information yeah so i suppose yeah some of this i suppose you could apply the same to some brand values not done well but i don't think but i'm with you done well they're incredibly powerful okay but most of them are generic piffle right so let's do examples of this because we're just talking in the abstract as you say chris so let's bring it back to some kind of anchor Baseline. Baseline. So, good. We have brand values. Yeah, they're not very good. They are good. But but there's a reason why... He's been reading a book about being provocative on podcasts. No, I haven't. They're okay, but they work because... Can I I just tell the people listening what what the values are? Right. So, the values that we have are simplicity, honesty, and love. (laughs) (laughs) And they, they are our three values. And I would say that on a day-to-day level, these are guiding principles. And there's a little bit of copy that sits underneath them that helps explain that. And they are internal yes. 95% of the time. Yeah, although yeah. we've plastered them all over our creds. But I, I'm prepared to back them and I actually like them. I find them quite useful. They're not particularly uh, distinctive. But, 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 and let me just say this point, they, wo- they work as a support function to our name. And our name provides a, a very clear handle on how to make decisions and how we've cultivated that internally as a, as a cultural kind of tool. So I'm prepared to overlook that in that sense because we have a very powerful kind of crystallization of what we are and our personality and who we are in our name. If we didn't have that, I would be really worried. And But from a branding perspective, I'm not particularly bothered by that because the name is is where it's at. Kind of. I don't disagree because I do think we use probably our, our name is most more use. Well, no, is it? Yeah, we use our name a lot in that. And, you know, when we're talking about does it feel, you know, does, does it's it most basic, good? does it feel like a good thing yeah. to do? So I agree with that. But I also think when you're talking about values and putting, trying to come up with values for a brand or a business, in three, whether, you know, we generally suggest you should have three, three words in isolation or one. The rule you, of three. Really powerful. Daz likes the rule of three. It's good. Three words in isolation. They're never going to be unique and distinctive. It's how you, I think it is, it's about, for me, it's about the supporting copy that what does, the word simplicity doesn't necessarily make us unique in terms of our proposition as an agency, but how it, in terms of how we approach a client's task or challenge or brief, how we deal, are you going to let me finish or are you just going to? No, I'm going to back you up because I believe that, you know, jumping in to add value to your point is a real strength in conversation. (laughs) But, what? But what? What, what has happened Chris, today? What, what has happened? What he's like? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's like dealing with my son after, after a can of iron brew. I just get wound up by values a lot. Right. But anyway, I think sorry, my point was going to be, it's the collective. You know, it's the collective. You know, we talk about, you know, I think I like the fact that our values are simple. That they are, you know, <laughs> one of the things we profess to be as a business is, you know, is it's on, one of our values. Is one of our values. <laughs> so so yeah. I think we talk about honesty because it's about how, what clients can expect to us and of us and what we would expect from the team and none of the agency bullshit. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I think, you know, that we're willing to challenge and have open, honest, frank, difficult conversations. And I think, you know, the love thing, again, it's a bit, I suppose it's a bit generic, particularly in this space. You know, we work in the creative business. If it's not enjoyable, then you're probably doing something wrong most of the time. But I think, again, when we talk about the team and think about individuals within the team, it's about those people having a passion, not just for creative, but for our clients' business and our their, their you know, their brand and and as well as ours. And I think... Yeah. How you bring all that together is when it becomes a hmm. distinctive thing. So let me bring up a situation of bad values, because that's as useful as it is. So uh, we were doing some digging about for a client, and we were doing a bit of competitive analysis, and it's interesting to kind of try and find competitor values. And we went on a website, and one of the values that they had, there was a list of eight of them, which first of all, you're kind of <laughs> going, okay, eight values to there. And one of the, yes, Chris, you're going to, Eight. Eight. Eight values. And one of those values was you. Who, me? No, that's the problem. <laughs> that was the value, you. And the, the supporting copy, to be fair, related to the customer, but it's and very difficult. If you'd had a gun, you would yeah, have taken that and, and shot them. You kind of there. Now, the interesting thing is that like, there was a bit of discussion because there was a value called you, and it was like... And I it's mean, just, it's just, no, it's just it, nothing. It's, it's just rubbish. Because, it, 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 you know what it's trying to imply, but it's... Bi- it, to impart that to your team and to your customers, it's very difficult. Utter nonsense. So then we then had a look at other people. And then Virgin, for example, one of their values is wow. And the question was kind of going, well, how can you have you and not wow? But the good thing about wow is wow is a shortcut to an emotion. Mm. Whereas you, well, what does, as you say, is that you or is it when you're starting to talk, it just gets confusing. So that to me were values. That's the two sides of values. Something that wow, and you can easily grab and go, right, I'm trying to, every moment should be a bit of wow for the customer or for me or for internally. You just becomes very confusing and where does it go? And I think that, yeah, because that was one of the kind of notes that I'd scribbled down. Are your values, um, or is there something that lives in your values that's going to be of benefit to your customer ultimately? Or is it just a way of describing what you are as a business and it's more kind of inward looking rather than thinking about like the, that example of, wow, that's about the experience that Virgin deliver for their customers. And that's there's value in that because it gives you a bit of a guiding principle for what those little magic moments that they want to mm. create along the way. I just don't think they're the be-all and end-all. they're customer-centric or whatever mm. genetic term. Yeah. But yeah. no, well, that, I, and And if, if you can leverage them into the brand comms and it, and it really helps create a distinctive expression, then I'm all for them if they're, if they're strong and distinctive and resonate some sort of emotional response rather than just a string of banal adjectives from integrity to customer focused. Oh, I mean, just, That's, you know, so, I mean, it's just, yeah. and, and the reality is as customers and consumers, you know, it's wallpaper, it's wallpaper, that stuff. So but, there's, I'm reading a, a book or I've read a book, a chap called Richard Shorten, I really like his stuff. He's written a book called The Choice Factory, and it's all about biases. But he, he, I think he's an ex-media planner. He's an agency guy. And he talks about behavioral biases, and he talks about the concept of wishful seeing, which, where, in which he pulls apart, or people that he quotes pulls apart, the, the marketing industry's kind of infatuation with things like this, ideals, and, and to, to a greater extent, actually, purpose. And I think the true, the same is true of, it can be said of values that, and there's a quote in it that says that agencies are guilty of promoting theories of branding and marketing that they want to be true rather than ones that actually are. And, you know, the purpose of, of some of the criticism is that people say that the brands with really well-defined 
purpose are more successful than those that don't have a really successful purpose. And he was able to empirically prove that that's not the case. So I think we just need to be careful about it and uh, use them for the, in the right way and not make too big a claim around them. And in, that, in, the, and in that sense, I'm all for it. I just think that a lot of it is badly done. I think one of the, and, and I suppose same, same kind of point really, but I think when you talk about, and this is, we touched on it the other day in the last podcast, but about kind of, are they just words on a page or are they mm. things that are going to inform and help guide some of your brand behaviors? And Stuart, I remember you used to talk about, you talked about this years ago when it was think, you know, inf- for everything from an error message that appears on a website right through to the kind of headline, big brand kind of customer comm stuff. And I think that's where if you've got a tight set of values that help guide decisions on some really small things, not just fundamentally what you do and don't do as a business. I think that's where they become useful. 100%. And yeah, less agree. marketing wank and more yeah, and, and you know values that drive the, the business. And they're guardrails. And I think we, I'm working on a project just now that is kind of, because of there's a lot of stakeholders, has kind of lost its way. And what I am missing is actually values. Because this company doesn't have a clearly defined set of values. I don't have anything that I can pull off the shelf and go, look, guys, can we just gather around what this business is trying to do and what we believe in and how we approach these things? And because there's nothing, you can just see it all running around like uh, a mad person shit. That's not a <laughs> phrase, is it? Well, we, we've got one project live in the books at the moment and the four, we just had a meeting about it with a, a, a large global business that we're doing some work with our own brand. And their four values are courage, passion, innovation, and integrity. The good thing is you can Google them and you'll you'll still not find them. No. <laughs> you know, I mean, but, but and, and, and so much so that in looking at all of the brand stuff that they've supplied us to look at how we evolve all of this stuff, they weren't even in that list. They didn't even supply them. I, I found them on the, buried in a website, which is kind of the, the problem. How do you think businesses get to four generic words? Because they, because I think what happens is it, it's ticking a box, and it it does come back to our previous part about how yeah is it driven by the CEO? Yeah, and we're we're setting this business up. We're running really quick. Let's just pick a set off the shelf and move on. That makes sense. They look good. They work. Yeah, I mean, let's let's do that. As if that these things you know are 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 not true of really every business. So I think it just happens. It happens to them, and then uh, they get lost. Because Darren, when he, we were talking about with that project, values and, and expanding those values, and he likes to use two words because they've become a bit more ownable. So it's compound. Rather than, yes, compound, thank you. So rather than just saying courageous, you can't just, it's not feasible to consider that you can put a value into one word, courageous. And there's a little bit of agency work in there, isn't it? Overworking, probably. Or, or underworking. Mm. Could one could even say, you know, mm. it's like let's let's look at the pictures and these are the guy. Look, this is courageous and everything else. So naively courageous, naively oh. courageous. Oh, yeah, bollocks. a little bit of attention and yeah, attention. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think they're really, really useful, and I miss them when I don't have them. I agree. I agree. I think there's also, and I know we talk about this. We have talked about this in a few of the other podcasts, but the um, it's not just it, from an internal point of view. And we touched on recruitment as on the last pod and that in the context of brand leadership and why that was important. I think the same applies here about if you believe in the old Daniel Pink theory about mo- what motivates people that, 
you know, that kind of sense of purpose and understanding what you're contributing and what you're, you know, working for something that, you know, has meaning, then I think that, the, and that might be, like you say, that you're working with a business that is at the cutting edge of technology, or it might be something that's more kind of humane driven, but the role that values have to play in attracting the right people with the right skill set within the business, I think is important. But again, that needs clear definition and an understanding of what they are and where they come from across the business, not just to live within a marketing document. Yeah. And I mean, it's that we've had clients who, when we show, we do, we, we, first of all, our values are not plastered everywhere in our creds. They're on one slide on our creds. It doesn't just, even have builds on it anymore. No, it took them off. <laughs> took them off. Especially the italicized love as well. Took that off. <laughs> if it was worse than that. If there's a, nothing worse than italicized love, let's be honest. It was just, so we've taken it. But what is nice is that when you, because we don't necessarily and I don't think we did, and we didn't with this client push them. They're not on the site and things like that. But when we actually put them up and said, look, these are our values. This is what you should expect from us. The client went, that's exactly what we get from you guys. And that was lovely. And you kind of go, well, that, that, that shows that they, they do permeate through the business. And I admit, and I agree that um, good as a term, as an umbrella term that can filter down and what does good mean? And yeah. These things is, is really useful. And we've also had occasions where we've presented that, you know, the one of the last pieces of brand work that you and the team presented, Stuart, you know, it was a, it's a family owned, family run business. So obviously there's the, you know, personal attachment to it. It's not just a big global corporate, but where the client was really emotional when mm. we present, now the values came from work that, you know, workshops that, you know, or words that they had given us, yep. I suppose. Yeah, also yeah. We reframe, we reframe and, feedback to them but they were really emotional about how you know it truly captured the essence of what their business is all about mm. so if you know if they're right and done well then they are they hit home, don't yeah, they? They do i hit just home. wish that sometimes we would explore or organizations could be brave enough to explore some quite spiky words and strong words like there's you know there's nothing wrong with you know what's wrong with saying that you know, you've got skepticism or you're skeptical instead of saying yes we're curious and inquiring or something or you know, you're in, you're impatient rather than constantly can do or driven. There's just words that I think can be much more meaningful and provocative, which are really powerful. It, it's it's the kind and of, I think people are scared of it. Well, it's the, it's probably the challenge around aspiration, mm. and it's like we have to use aspirational words. So the words that you're using in context, and again, that's where the body copy, but. In isolation, it's going to go. You're skeptical. I don't want to work with skeptical mm. people. Now you can use Good that, though, isn't it? Well, <laughs> Well, we, I work with skeptical people. So, a skeptical person. <laughs> so someone is a too what much. What did they say, Chris? What did we agree? Chris's values were: night, not not naive, not no. apathy, negativity, Sarcastic. and and skepticism. Were yeah, I think that's pretty good. He's a w- well-rounded <laughs> negative character. Okay. He's just, a, a well-balanced. Uh, high functioning negative character. <laughs> Neg- negativity is underrated. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, let's not go off track. So I, I do like my values. I think they're good. When I, met, I when I don't have them there, I think when they're right and they're written well, Darren is a master at writing really good values. I do think they resonate. And I, I actually think they're more important than a mission. You know, oh, yeah. I, I think oh. they, you know, when you kind of get to Don't that. You, well, that's the thing, right? We work in this industry. And I know I wrote that thing about brand onions, but I do I do think there is so much bullshit written around some of that soft stuff that yeah, we get lost in. People don't know what it is. So what happens to it? 
it doesn't live. Lives it in a drawer. Connect. And I think that's where the one thing we I do. We should be brave wish, enough to call it out. Yeah. It's shit. And I think we. Well, I think it would be nice to think we could have a sort of some category conventions <laughs> within our own industry of what what these things you know because you. And we've done it ourselves, to be fair, in the past, where we've, you know, maybe been evolving some of the brand definition stuff. And you're like, what have we got here? You know, a mission, a vision, we've got purpose, we've got a brand promise, we've got a simple truth, we've got value. You know, it's like, what, what, what is each, what role is each of these things playing? And you kind of have to, and well, back to our value of simplicity, how can we make this simpler for us as well as for, you know, the, the output? Yeah. And I think that, and that's what, there's a, a gentleman who I'm, part of a group, Julian Cole, who runs the Dirty Planning Academy, Planning Dirty Academy. Maybe Something dirty to planning, do with Dirty, dirty planning. planning, which is two of my favourite things. Um, and he, it's a he's, whole different business. And he's going on uh, LinkedIn, and his thing is they are just now saying that, you know, brand personality is a lot of bollocks. And it is, you know, because that's where you get into bother mm. saying, Oh, if, no, and archetypes your, yeah, and all this. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know so. I can't be asked all that. It no, just yeah, I? But I do think if you were to take one thing out, of all the stuff, you know, usage, like all these categories that you've got, I would take values day in, day out because yeah. they're flexible enough to kind of move up and down and go, right, that is where we are. So I'm, yeah. I'm so I'm, so yeah, I love values. I love values. Well, and this is again from this, this book and this piece, you know, he was saying that a lot of the popularity of this stuff and, and, and these statements and phrases and glamming them up, and we know people that do that and love it, um, the popularity is due to the motivations of the marketeers rather than what's beneficial for the brand in question. So it's like what they like doing. It's It feels really nice to flower up all that stuff. It feels great. Well, but do you know what? It's a million miles away from when the cash tail rings, really. Yeah, and I think there's something you say. When you show the brand values, you're never, ever going to get a client going, you're not courageous. No. <laughs> Actually, no. No, we're not. We're I not. mean, it is, a bit of, it is a bit of tummy tickling, and I think that's where it's got to be. And that's, to me, where you've kind of got to get away from the tummy tickling, and that's where... When Darren uses two words, it's still very complementary to the brand because it's got to be aspirational, but it, it does feel a little bit more personalized to the yeah. brand as opposed mm. to courageous and innovative. Well, tell me one company that doesn't, no, we're not innovative. No, that's not us. We like to do things the way no. they've always been doing. Customer-focused, fuck it's, them. It's the, so, it's the sense of kind of, con, the way it's positioned in a sort of contrived sense of positivity all the time. That's what rips my knitting, as you would say. You know, I, it's just... I don't mind it because I think it's, it's aspirational rather than positivity. But I, I, do, I do think there is something... You, if you combine... That's where if you combine the two words with sceptically hilarious, I don't know. But, you know, something yeah. which... You know, yeah. some, a negative and a po- positive so it's got a bit more descriptive rather than that one word. That would be an interesting tack to take. Maybe we should do that. Well, and and that's the thing. I think that they're used wrongly. In the same way as people, when you meet someone, you say you don't say hi. I'm Chris. I'm negative, apathetic, and and really cynical. No, you'll get that in five you, minutes. You'll get that. <laughs> correct. You'll get that the more time you spend with me. But so in the same way, brands need to do the same. So the, I think there's a misunderstanding of how these things are used. It's like let's plaster them all over our marketing material. No, that's not yeah. how it works. You build towards people inferring those characteristics from you through the way you cultivate and create your brand material. Yeah, although I would argue that we've probably seen more examples of those documents being written and stuck in a drawer than we've actually seen values plastered all over marketing materials. I think we see the opposite more than we see it kind of being used. They're on websites quite a lot, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, possibly. About us. Yeah. 
politely tucked away it's good for me because you know it's not like well we've got to put that there so it's good for me because I can then dig in and go push all you know into that but as Mr. Coulson says who's marketing at Residio you you know like people saying you can't call yourself these names Mm. you can't call yourself this is a cool product you can't say it's a cool product people have got to decide it's a cool product and and so it's almost you can't say it's innovative. You've got to demonstrate it's innovation and then people will put well, that tag on Well, you've got to care first yeah. about the product. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all of that other stuff comes And afterwards. that's where I think we touched on it last week, not just to repeat last week's podcast, but Let's the role of tracking, re- you know, the role of tracking research. Yeah, and, you know, is you might just define a set of values for your brand and your business, but if that doesn't then inform the decisions you make and the behavior and the way that you behave, then... When it comes to asking customers what you stand for and what you, how you, you know, how they perceive you as a business, chances are it's not going to be aligned with those values. But yeah, yeah so but, so that's are you got anything? I, well, no, I, I was going to wrap it up because I think we've yeah. twenty five minutes of, of values. Oh wow, have we done twenty five minutes of value? Wow. Yeah. It's just because you're in full value. Have you heard from that? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> simplicity, honesty, love, and but I was going to out of those three, which is the best. Simplicity. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's most useful. It's, it's the most useful. But I think I think though at times honesty is actually a good one as well because you sit in the room and go. Wait, again, I sometimes say you know you're and, and, and go, but but you'll get that from us over time. I can't tell you I'm honest and you believe it. You've got to find that. Yeah, out. but but again, you that, can see the way that our work is reductive in that simplicity. You can see that. I think, it, and it also, I think that is, you know, that's also a, something that we, we use internally, you know, in terms yeah. of how we deal with conflict or yep. not that we have it that often, thankfully, but of course we do because there's, well, we have it all the time, let's be honest. You know, conflict within the team or on projects or whatever, you know, it's, it's how, what's yeah. the right way to handle that conversation and it's it's not a behind the scenes email to somebody else in the team, you know, and yeah. I think the guys are all very much, you know, on board on with it. that. On it. Living the values, living the dream. Like I think it. so. I just wanted We've got four minutes, Julie. Um, I just wanted to, because people do ask, actually. They ask, how are we doing with the COVIDs? We're in, you know, we've just heard that Scotland's about to enter in the next phase. But business-wise, because we talked a lot about it when it hit, I don't want to go into 10 minutes of it, but how are things? How are things? Uh, okay, I would say. I think we've, I mean, it's still tough, undoubtedly. And I think, you know, we've got, projects that are still on hold, client spends that are have definitely dipped massively. But we also are seeing lots of positive signs. We've got new business things and the work that's come out of that's that's come in that we weren't necessarily expecting. But it's it's tough. I mean we're still trading it way off what our revenues were four mm. months ago. So we're we've still got people on furlough. Everyone's working from home. I think the team are doing pretty well. It's, there's there's work going through the studio. It's good. It's you know, I, stuff I, that's coming I, in is is good yeah. value interesting pieces of work we're not scrapping around too much for a little bit which is so this the, there are the positive signs are definitely there but it's going to be a long haul i think mm, it is i just I, I was saying to someone yesterday that i think that it's quite impressive and we should be really proud of ourselves to be able to you were working on that project with talk talk to pull together what is a, a, a big presentation with a big meaty subject that we're thinking about for them in a strategic sense with th- three or four people working remotely one of them brand new to the organization and still pull it together in a way, and it's really keen and really a, a good bit of work. That's four months ago. We would have never have thought we could do that, mm. and that's impressive uh, to the that's to yeah, the team. How you can readjust. There are little bits and friction bits here and there. There always will be, but I think that was great. Really proud of the, mm. the team and, and the business to be able to do that. 
I think, and that's happening with other bits of work as well. It's just one that I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's quite positive that we can move it to the end of the podcast rather than at the beginning. I think True. that's, a, that's a, the, the talking yeah, about yeah, COVID. Yeah, yeah. You know, it is, I don't like the phrase new normal. There's just the next to normal. Yeah. It's just like, it's right, like brand values for yeah, me. Yeah, it's like, well, now it's the next level of normal and who knows what And I, I think it's, it's not necessarily the new normal. It's the temporary normal until yeah. a lot of what's, Currently, normal goes back to what it was before. I still think. So. Well, that was good. Look forward well, to next week. Well, listen, listen. Look forward to this week. Can what I can I shout about next week? Well, I don't know, I know, but whatever you have, do not have any iron brew before you. Because that, that was like Coke Zero when it was sentimental. <laughs> 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 right. Okay. So Thanks, chaps. Thank you all. Cheers. 